0: Hey guys. Welcome back to another episode of The Dueling Broomsticks. I'm Jess. And I'm Pam. And we are joined with us today, Juice. Correct. Yes. <laughs> and he is going to be talking with us about the Sorcerer's Stone, the Philosopher's Stone. We are going back to the very beginning. Uh, but Juice, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: My name is Hugo, Hugo Felix, but everyone calls me Juice. I'm an entrepreneur, a businessman. I work in politics. I love art. I love sports. Um, I'm a fan of renewable energy. I love getting good politicians elected, and I've worked on all different types of projects. I'm open-minded to just about any type of project and any type of business that can overall help other people.
0: Well, welcome. We're super excited you're here.
2: Juice for president, 20, <laughs> 20, I don't know. I can't do the math. 20-something. 20, 20, 20, How old do you have to be? You have to be 40, though, right? I thought it was 35. Oh, 45? 35? I could be wrong. You tell us. I'm yeah, not sure.
1: Us. I <laughs> work more on a uh, local level. I see. So okay. when <laughs> it comes mayor, to the then. presidential elections, uh, I don't know too much, but <laughs> that mayor election was, was intense. But, I was uh, a little nervous at the end. Yeah, it was, it was definitely an intense race, but um, I don't think I can ever make it as a mayor. I don't have what it takes, but maybe a city councilman one day. We'll oh, see.
2: Yeah. yeah, you got my vote. <laughs>
1: Thank you, thank you. (laughs)
2: Well, here we go. The Sorcerer's Stone. So as we mentioned previously, this episode is going to be a little different in the sense that, yes, we're going to start at the beginning, but basically everything from here on out is free game. And we're going to talk about Voldemort's family, his family history, and the evolution of Harry from seedling to beanstalk.
0: I like that we'll be able to kind of go see Harry throughout the years and... Kind of like where he's at before we get to the final movies. Like so much happens. Like as as we've been covering these movies, I'm like, wow, they're he's only like thirteen and going through this, or like fifteen and going through this. So it's it's gonna be great. But yeah, episode one, The Boy Who Lived. So our summary for this episode is Let's go back to the beginning and see how this story began. Harry growing up with no clue of who he is and Voldemort, or as we've come to find out, a young Tom Riddle, growing up already well aware of his powers and what he's capable of. In this episode, we'll dive into the Sorcerer's Stone and Voldemort's upbringing and how it all started for our two leading guys before we get to the end. Let's start with Voldemort. We want to dive into <laughs> Thomas Riddle?
2: To Tom Marvolo Riddle. Tia Mort? The movies don't go into his family history, but what we do know is that he is Salazar Slytherin's great, great, great something, or great something. I lost how many greats. Um, <laughs> but he's the heir. He's yes. the heir. Yeah. He's the heir. He's related. He's the last, what do they call it, descendant? Yeah. Right? The he's, last descendant of right? Salazar Slytherin. Is that, how, is that how it's said? I can find out. Sure. <laughs> In case I need to add it. <laughs> He's the last descendant of Salazar Slytherin, and his mom was a witch, and his dad was a muggle. This we know just from the movies, but we don't know is kind of how he's related. So Tom's mom, her name is Muro, and she has a brother named Morphin, and she lives in this little shack swamp with their father, Marvolo, and they are the Gaunts, and they are the product of a lot of cousin inbreeding. Just imagine kind of what that means for them. And also, they're not wealthy at all, although the wealth and glory has kind of been squandered over the years, so they're pretty much left with nothing other than their arrogance and pride. And this is just with Morphin and Marvolo. They kind of torment Merope, and call her a squib and so she doesn't use any magic which is why they refer to her as a squib which they don't go into it in the movies a lot but a squib is basically someone who is born of magical parents but has no magical powers like Mr. Filch he is a squib oh and um Mrs. Figs. Mrs. Figgs yeah she's a squib mm-hmm. that's why she was able to see the Dementors they lived next to the Riddles and so Merope fell in love with Tom Riddle and The Ministry of Magic came to their house to investigate attacks on Muggles. Morphin kind of revealed to their father that she was in love with Tom Riddle. And that kind of caused this huge fight to happen and ended up sending her father to jail to Azkaban for I think six months, and her brother was sent to Azkaban for three years for the attacks on the muggles because he had priors. And finally being left alone and kind of set free from her her brother and her dad, what Dumbledore in the books, what he says, this is all guesswork, but she basically kind of used a love potion to get Tom Riddle to go away with her and marry her. And he ends up leaving her while she's pregnant. So he didn't even stay knowing that she was pregnant. Uh, And he comes back and saying that he was hoodwinked and so on and so forth. It was this big scandal. But Dumbledore deduces that she probably stopped giving him the love potion. You know, because she did love him, but he obviously didn't love her back. So maybe she hoped that at that point that he would love her on his own. And that wasn't the case. By the way, at this time, she's 18 years old when she has him and she sells the last valuable thing that she has, which is the locket that we see in Half-Blood Prince and has Tom at an orphanage where she dies. And the last thing that she said to anybody was basically just to have her son be named After after his father, after his father and after her father, Marvolo. And to have the father's last name, which is Riddle. So that's where that came from. And that's where he comes from.
0: Yeah. So I remembered the the love potion. I remember that from the Bucks. Because they don't even go into any of that, right? In the movies? Mm-mm.
2: As far as his mom and stuff, no.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I wish they would have. Yeah, I like, mean. Maybe it's, it's
2: a deleted scene somewhere or <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And Jake and Roller doesn't go an excessive amount, but they kind of keep the mystery Mm -hmm. of kind of where he comes from. Because that was also one of the things that's mentioned in the book is that, well, A, he hated being called Tom because that was such a common name. And he's always been attached to kind of being unique. And that name is not unique to him, you know, in a way to kind of like smudges the image that he has of himself, as we see as he's carried on through the whole thing. I think that's also why he kind of changed how he looked. Like, because, I mean, he's he wasn't born a snake, man.
0: I thought that came with him, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you'll know, but, like, him continuously, like, ripping apart p- pieces of his soul. I don't know if they dive into that already by, by the time this episode will air, but correct me if I'm wrong.
2: No, oh, do you remember? I do not. Yeah. I, I, don't, look it up. <laughs> I think it... Like I know that he did it himself. Like the way they talk about it in the books is that he like disappeared after he graduated from Hogwarts. He disappeared, and when he came back, that's kind of how he looked. Mm. So I think it's I think it was like a combination of all the dark magic that he was doing, and I think just to be honest, he he wanted to be different. I mean, they do make yeah. a point in the book to say that that he's always he's always wanted to be different. He didn't want to be. Like everybody else, he's always thought of himself as higher and like wanting to dominate and be this bigger figure and be just like the ultimate, like unique supreme being.
0: If I was in that universe, I'd follow.
2: As far as his politics, (laughs) what do you think? Do you think he's a good politician?
1: To a certain extent, he makes a point because he overall looks after the wizarding community, you know, and he wants the wizarding community to band together and be the ultimate race and what not necessarily race, but like the ultimate living beings on earth, uh and in all realities, you know, in, in the human world as well. Uh to so to a certain extent he he was the greater of two evils in a way, you know, um simply because he didn't have the best intentions for the life that is on earth. You know, he had very little to know uh, I would say very little to know regard to life overall, like he'd be willing to cut parts of his life away and you know, because of magic. Um, so that type of extremism is, you know, it usually ends in the same way every time.
0: Death. So I'm I'm justified in in following him is what I'm hearing. Um (laughs) based on I don't want I I would have to play the devil's advocate in this one, but I wouldn't me as a Slytherin, he's already like I know who he is. Mm -hmm. Like I would be like yeah, I'd follow him. But um, that's me.
1: <laughs> I don't know. People say I'm, I'm House Gryffindor, Slytherin, or Ravenclaw. I've never had one solid like house that people say, like, this is your house.
2: Have um, you ever taken the test? No, I haven't. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Where? Where can we're, I do that? We're
2: doing that after this. <laughs> 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 let's talk about Harry because we're going to come back to Voldemort anyways. Yes. So yes, that was yes, just yes. kind of to mm-hmm. kind of give the the base layer of Voldemort and where he came from to kind of give that backstory that the movies don't give.
0: They go into that about her family in the books? Oh, yeah. Dude, must have... Uh... No, I didn't skip a chapter, but I must have like... Just it's in forgotten. the Half-Blood Prince. Yeah, okay. That's that's what I thought.
2: That's kind of where you get most of the information of his past because again... The gaunts, yeah. His past is it's very, um, it's very, very like elusive. It's mysterious. A lot of this Dumbledore, as he says, he's kind of doing like guesswork. Like he, so there's certain information that he gets from people like the people that he's talked to the places that he's been and things like that. But as far as filling in the actual blanks, like that's him just guessing. So he's just kind of filling in the blanks.
0: I see. So was them doing that whole inbreeding thing for the purpose of keep, Keeping their family pure blood, or okay. I mean
2: that. I mean, let's remember why Salazar Slytherin left Hogwarts Mm -hmm. is because he wanted only like full blooded, pure blooded, wizarding Mm -hmm. families uh, to go there.
0: I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
2: (laughs) And so (laughs) about to get kicked out. (laughs) So yeah, I mean they they married cousins, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how they kept it in the family. Literally, they're like Targaryens. Game of Thrones And I said I I would be a Targaryen Yeah Dude It's all connecting yeah. Anyways That's not something that would be <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just saying I said it before That I would be a Targaryen And it's all coming together that's You all, did That's all I'm trying to say
1: And that you would be a, a Stark From the north mm-hmm. From the
0: north yeah. yeah No
2: No did you say Stark Yeah I said a Stark or a wildling
1: <laughs> Yeah because up in the north You have Boltons House Cumber mm-hmm. I mean yeah. there's just so Definitely many Definitely
2: in a Bolton Oh, actually? No. I can see. I'm just no. <laughs> I can see him being a, uh, like a Slytherin. Who? The Bolton, Bolton guy. There, the Oh, crazy Ramsey? Yeah, yeah, Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. I was 100%. like, how can I forget his name?
0: <laughs> I don't know. He has his dog, so I think he would be a Gryffindor. I think he was loyal. No, his pets were loyal to No. Nope. Up until the end. Only because
1: they feared him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll embrace Ramsey. Cut this out, please. <laughs>
2: I'm leaving it in. Cut, cut this out. I'm
0: leaving it in. <laughs> uh, but yes, so let's talk about Harry. So when we first see him, he's... It's been years, you know, since he was dropped off at the at the doorstep of his aunt and uncle. Um, has no idea. I know in the books they kind of go over certain things that would happen to him. Like... Of course, we see the, the the window disappearing between Dursley and, I mean, Dudley and, and, like, when he's looking at the snakes. But I know in the books they kind of go over strange things that happen while he's a child. He's developing these powers. But his family never tells him anything. And they've never—they didn't even want him to go to Hogwarts, which— um, kind of messed up like like I, be, like right? yeah I'm like let him go <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, they try to
1: hide it from him
0: yeah so I don't I don't know I guess I wanted to talk about that upbringing with his like actual family like this is his mom's sister versus his chosen family now like who he like as we saw in the first movie as well like Malfoy's like hey keep keep in mind the, the company you keep you know like people people look at you and He's like, yeah, well, I can figure that out on my own. Like he's is kind of like his first step at, hey, I'm going to choose my own friends. Like I'm not going to be stuck in this. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: good for him. I mean, <laughs> I, that's like a snub to Malfoy in a way. Yeah. I mean, he did extend his It's like, hey, I can show you the way type deal thing. Like, mm-hmm. come hang out with me. And Harry was like, piss off. So Malfoy kind of has a, I mean, he's kinda has right to think, hey, fuck you, Harry. Because yeah. he tried to be his friend in a way, and then Harry was just, like, not having it. <laughs> now, is Malfoy a dick? Should he have been friends with Malfoy? Probably not. I don't think so. <laughs> but, I mean, that was kind of, kind of rude. But it was rude of him to suggest that hanging out with Ron was not, like, a good thing. Like, that was going to smear his reputation or whatever. That's messed up. Yeah. What do you think? Juice?
1: They there's no way they would have gone along. I mean, you have good and evil, and every time you have good and bad, then you just kind of have like a clash, you know. But in that environment and at that age, they would have never gone along.
2: Do you think Malfoy is actually evil, though? Or do you think he's just misguided, misinformed?
1: Mm misinformation. No matter what they've learned, I mean, evil's evil. Whether it's like, and I mean, there's always that nature versus nurture argument, you know. Like mm-hmm. people are born evil. Sometimes they just learn how to be evil. And sometimes it's just the only thing that they've ever known or the only type of behavior that they've ever had to express because it's what they've learned. But um, I would say that he's just genuinely a a bad, not a bad guy, but evil, you know, he has evil intentions. And Harry has genuinely good intentions because he cares about life and that which is living um, simply because he knows what it's like to experience death at the hands of magic compared to Lord Voldemort, who's experienced life in the hands of magic through death. And it's it's um, it's um like two completely different worlds, you know? And Malfoy is part of that Slytherin world. So I don't think that they would have ever gone along.
2: They definitely don't. I think they find agreement in the let's agree to disagree at the end. Um, but yeah. not throughout the things at all.
1: Yeah, because at the end, like... After everything Harry's done, you know, he's just such a good example that he just brought light to so many people's lives and freed so many. He just did so many things for so many people. So even someone like Malfoy would be willing to change.
2: Harry could have been like, yeah, we could still be friends, too. That's all I'm saying. He (laughs) could have, but it would have been been the same like, oh, sure, let's be friends. And Malfoy would have been like, no, I don't want to be friends with you. You're friends with these low wizards or whatever.
0: So he would have wanted to control... Who he hung out
2: with. For sure. Because then it, it kind of smears his reputation as well. It's like, oh, you hang out with that guy? He hangs out with that guy. You know what I'm saying? It's like a cascade. Their they Their little clicks. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's the politics within social groups or social encounters. Harry just, I mean, they've, they've had, he had a bad impression of him from the beginning, right? I mean, he picked on that one guy. I can't remember. I, I remember no. in the book, Neville Longbottom. He picked on Neville and then Harry, you know, he just right off the bat, he just, you know, he just came off as a bad guy.
2: It's kind of like how you treat others, right? How you treat people who you may see as, I don't want to say beneath you, but you know what I'm saying? Like how you just treat other people in general. I mean, Neville was kind of like a spaz. Like he this frog just jumped out and Malfoy then is going to take it all. I'm going to make fun of him because like you said, he's kind of a bad dude and Harry seeing that is going to stand up for him. And he doesn't even know Neville, but he knows that what he's doing is wrong. And so he's going to step in.
1: Especially after having to endure that for 10 years with uh, the doodle boy. The
2: doodle boy. (laughs) Dursley.
1: Dudley.
0: Dudley Dudley Dursley. (laughs) Yeah.
1: They're just so mean to him. So, I mean, especially after, after experiencing something like that, he would be the type of guy that stands up to those that can't help themselves.
0: Yeah. One of the things I wanted to highlight is is precisely that. Like, he grew up in this, like, forced family environment. Like, he's not even treated as an equal. He's cooking and cleaning. And now that he's at Hogwarts, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm going to make my own friends. Like, he doesn't want to take anyone else's bullshit. And he's like, I already get that shit at home. So I, I kind of like that for him, Hogwarts, you know, is his home. Like he says that repeatedly and his growth with that, like going in and I'm like probably jumping, but when we get to the mirror of Erised and he's like, you see, he sees his parents and he just wants to know more about them. And throughout the movies, it's like little nuggets that just keep coming up. Like, Hey, your, your mom was this, your dad was great. Like they've helped me out. And And I like that throughout the years, he kind of gets that. Like, it it ties, in a way, back to that one encounter with the mirror. Like, he, that's all he saw is his parents versus Ron, who sees—what was it, like, Quidditch captain, prefect or something? But, you know,
2: I mean, yes, he sees that, and that may be not as, like, deep. But if you think about it, I mean, just how Ron is, he has a lot of siblings, which, you know, Mm -hmm. you see he has a lot of siblings. He's kind of always— kind of like pushed to the side. He kind of never has that spotlight. And I think when he looked at that, that's what he, that to him kind of gets him what he really wanted, which is just to be noticed, to be recognized in the way that he never, he never does. He's always pushed to the side throughout the whole series. He's Harry Potter's stupid friend. You know what I'm saying? He's not his mom's favorite or whatever, (laughs) or how he thinks, you know, he's not the smartest. He's not Hermione. And I think that's, maybe that's what it was. I mean, but he's an 11 year old boy, so he's not, it's not going to. Be that maybe philosophical. Oh, maybe no, I'm wrong, no, no, but no. I, you know what I mean? I understand,
0: yeah. I but. just meant for Harry in the grand scheme of things, like going back to that moment in front mm-hmm. of the mirror. Like he, like, I guess versus Tom, like I don't think Tom really, in my opinion, really wanted to know. Like he, he knew little bits about his family, but he was just like, well, like I, I know all I need to know. Like I want to make a name for myself. So that, that versus me. Tom I think parallels exactly who, who both of these guys are and is what I wanted to say.
2: That reminds me. That's what I wanted to look. Cause that, I mean, that's what it says in the book is that Dumbledore's like, I don't think Voldemort ever wanted a friend. I don't think he ever had a friend in his life and that he never actually wanted one. He always wanted to be different, to be alone, to be self-sufficient, to be powerful, to dominate and control other people and that's him growing up alone. And Harry grew up alone, but he never wanted to do that. He just wanted he just wanted to be loved. He just wanted to be whole with other people, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. The two stories that just, like you said, run parallel to each other. Mm-hmm. And they're just the same, but so different all at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I like the story overall. I like how it's... Um, They set it up with someone breaking into, was it Gringot? Yeah, the bank, you know, which is a place that's impossible to break into. So it like kind of opened up the possibility of like impossible things happening or things that are out of the norm. Um, And I like the whole storyline itself. I like how Harry Potter had no idea who he was. He didn't know his background. He was literally just trying to make sense of what life is and just avoid any negativity as much as you could in such a negative household. Um, And in a way, that's something that everyone kind of has in common when they're a child, you know, something that a lot of people can relate to is uh, that feeling that you just don't belong. You know, you just want to find a place where you belong. And I feel like that fulfills uh, just about every market that you reach out to. Like everybody wants to feel like they belong somewhere. So I feel like that led to the success, ultimately like the success of the Harry Potter Potter franchise, um, not just their marketing campaign, but the content that they had was very, very relatable. And it Mm -hmm. was so relatable that they printed books in 47 languages, 37 languages. But it was relatable enough to where it got itself from the UK to the United States. And I like how they slowly just introduced them to an entirely different life. And how he's capable of incredible powers. And, you know, he made something of himself. And not only did he come from, like, nothing, uh, but it turns out he was, or he is someone, he is someone of status in an area or, like, in a world that doesn't even exist to everyone that he grew up with. And uh, it's pretty interesting, like, the entire concept of it all was very, like, not new, but it was very refreshing to a market that was, like, untapped. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool.
2: Well, cuz like you said, it's the story is all very real. I mean, this is a boy you know. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying like in the way a lot of these characters these are people that you know. Like you know someone maybe like Hermione, you know someone maybe like Malfoy, you know maybe someone like Harry. And J.K. Rowling just added some magic into it. But that's what I always thought was always so cool and so interesting about it is the fact that yes, this is a magical world and so on and so forth but a lot of the issues are issues that we've seen throughout history right someone thinking that a particular group of people is better than another and then then creating like horrific crimes against people who stand against what they believe and then just a regular everyday people um kind of standing up against that to prevail for the greater good
1: yeah and i like um the culture that influenced J.K. Rowling as well, um, considering the fact that she published the book in 97, was it 97, but started writing it in the 90s. She was experiencing the entire like 70s era, 80s era uh, growing up. So, I mean, think about all the, or think about the culture and what it was like back then. And I read on a, a thing or two about how the um, the alchemist symbol is what inspired the horror, the the Deadly... The
0: Deathly Hollows. The Deathly Hollows. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And I feel like that type of culture really influenced J.K. Rowling into writing a book that people can relate to, people of all markets, not just kids, but people that grew up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s.
0: I don't know. I just really like the story of Harry Potter. Like, as a kid, I was always with a book with a Harry Potter book at any party. I would just sit down and start reading. According to my parents, they'd always tell me that. Um, but, what a nerd. <laughs> hence the nickname,
2: Juice. <laughs> what a nerd.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, I liked it. It was new. It was, a, it was another world, you know, learning about magic and all these creatures. And, um, I don't know, to me, it was a good escape, you know, from... I guess, life. But even as a kid, that's obviously not that deep. Like I didn't need an actual escape. Like I was a child, but it was cool to just learn about something else. And, and I don't know, I think there was a point where she stopped making the books, right? Like she got to like Order of the Phoenix or something. She hadn't released another book in a while. I could be wrong, but I remember like, oh man, like where, where's the other book I need it.
1: Oh, and I did a uh... Fact check the descendants part, and yeah, he's a direct descendant of the Slytherin house. But he had a kid with uh Beatrix Strange. so technically Deli- Delila.
2: No, nah, no, he didn't. Yeah, Bam doesn't. No, uh, he didn't. That's right. I, I don't recognize that. Bam
0: book. hasn't read the uh Cursed Child, nor oh, does she want to.
1: The newest books mm. or the newest movies.
2: No, there's not another movie for it.
1: There's there are new movies that oh, the Fantastic, oh, the Beasts? Fantastic Beasts? yeah, and there's uh, um. Yeah, I don't want to watch those. There are more. I just can't remember what Have they were. Have you watched
2: were. those, The Fantastic Beasts? Yes. Do you like them?
1: Uh, I love how, the, yeah, I, I love them actually. Do yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah, they, why? <laughs> they give you background stories to many important characters in the, in the, in the Harry Potter movies. Um, and it's cool to see like a world that you're so into go back in time. And you get to see what things were like back in the day or, you know, back in the day. And uh, it's interesting. and I mean, I like how they introduced Dumbledore when he was younger and how he was very, you know, not as wise as he was. Um, and it, I, I just, I like them a lot. But I, I, I've i only seen them like once, you know, so I don't know too much about them.
0: And you've them. seen both of
2: them?
1: Yes. Okay. And the uh, Crimes of Griswold is the second one, right? The Grindelwald? Fantastic Beasts. Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I don't like them. I don't like them because I think they're too much, but... But I feel like they were, like, super saturated. And there was so much that I'm just like, oh my God, where am I? Okay, and then here, and then here. You know what I'm saying? Like, they try to cover too much, especially Crimes of Grindelwald, that I was like, oh, my God. I love Jude Law. So I thought him as Dumbledore was going to be really cool. And I, Dumbledore is a very peculiar character. I have a lot of mixed feelings about Dumbledore, as y'all may know. So I'm like, okay, interesting to kind of see him as before but in a way he's kind of like the same Dumbledore kind of moving through somebody else if if that makes sense like he's still kind of playing chess through somebody else this time it's Newt and over here it was Harry and I think maybe he did that because I don't know maybe it has to do a lot with his sister like what happened with his sister and kind of his behavior before where he was kind of very like in his own bubble with him and Grindelwald And kind of trying to make like a name for himself and doing all the stuff. And then that kind of took him, it kind of put him in situations that led to his sister uh, being killed. And I think ever since then, in a way to keep his hands clean, he moves through other people. Is my, is what I deduce from from the story. But I don't know. Y'all may agree or disagree.
0: I agree. I just didn't like the movies. I thought, I don't know. I fell asleep twice, man. I really did try to watch it. I think you told me you watched the first one and you liked it or something or you didn't think it was that bad. So I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. And no, fell asleep twice. And I Wikipedia it like I read the plot summary and I know what happens now. But I didn't watch it like I was not about to watch it again.
1: Yeah, you definitely see a new side to him. Mm -hmm. Um, And you kind of always seen it, you know, like the his decision to destroy the the. The Sorcerer's Stone, which mm-hmm. is the uh the the Philosopher's, the Philosopher's Stone. Stone, and uh, like he he just he kind of thinks that he's like the almighty, powerful wizard of like the universe in a certain way, and I mean he is very powerful and he is great, and he did sacrifice his life, you know, to to defeat Voldemort. But um, you just see that like more naive side of him at a younger age, and like. I don't know. It was weird because I've always kind of liked Dumbledore, but I've always felt sketchy about him. And this is maybe right. more skeptical about it, about like right. who he is and why he made this, the decisions that he's made. So I don't know. It's kind of weird.
2: I don't think Dumbledore's a bad guy. He's not. But he I think he can kind of be a little full of himself sometimes, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think for me, it started to change after the third movie. So when Goblet of Fire happened and I don't know, I was just like, they're letting Harry go on with this. And it was like, he was okay with letting Harry potentially be in like harm's way to, to figure out what was going on, like in the background. And I was, I don't know, but Dumbledore movies and books one through three were pretty great. But once I got to Goblet of Fire, that's when I started, like you said, realizing like, yeah, he's, kind of using other people playing chess with other people and I don't know kind of don't like being used so that's that's my deduction
2: and the sorcerer's stone uh, philosopher's Stone for smart people and for dumb people like me uh, the sorcerer's stone I tell you I didn't know that's what it was called
1: the Philosopher's stone yeah
2: I didn't know that's what it was actually called
1: they changed it so that they can reach a better market here in the United mm-hmm. States
2: which it did me because I had no idea I remember I saw it like on some like BuzzFeed article And I like screenshot and I texted to her. I was like, look at these fucking idiots. They're saying philosopher's stone. It's the sorcerer's stone. And she goes, no, that's what it's called. Well, okay. "Oh." Oh, did
0: I not tell you what happened when you sent me that? No. So I was like, okay, I love Bam. That's my best friend. But I was like oh how do I tell her that she's wrong like I was like that's what it's actually called and forgot what I actually sent you but I was just like no that's
2: what it's called yeah I
0: I think my brother's like you got to be direct, and I'm like I'm so scared (laughs) like
2: (laughs) I can only deal with direct I don't like so it's good that she said that (laughs) I was
0: just like in like my head I'm like don't punch me or don't text me back in like (laughs) all
2: caps (laughs) I was like defeated I was like I'm the idiot (laughs)
1: It's me. Wait, were you going were you going ham in an argument or, argument or something? No, but like or in my or? head
2: I was. Yeah, no. was I was like, like oh, well, all these idiots. fucking idiots, like Busby Buzz, doesn't even like back check their shit. <laughs> and, and I oh, don't back check yeah, clear, clearly It's me. That. It's clearly me. So I'm that market, so you're welcome everyone. <laughs> Who likes it the sorcerer stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean You know the, this movie is very it, To me it's very juvenile And I don't mean that in the bad way uh, Just for lack of a, a better word But I mean it starts off small It's very innocent You know like it, it's, it's very kiddy Everything is kind of sweet Even the little trouble that they kind of get into It's fun it's fun trouble right I mean sure it's a big troll But they never really <laughs> seem like They were like going to die Die
0: yeah, even with Fluffy. Like, that's a three-headed, gigantic dog. Mm-hmm. like. And yeah, I never once was like, these kids are about to die. Yeah. But yeah, I did like that whole descent into the trap door, going through like different trials to get to the end. I really did like that because I was like... It's like a video game, you know, you're like trying to get to the boss fight or something. Yeah. Like in Mario then, trying yeah. to save the princess. <laughs> trying to get to <laughs> Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that from the first movie. Like I thought it was it was like a good, like, oh man, like I wonder what's gonna happen in the mm-hmm. next book or in the next movie. But I that that was one of my favorite uh I guess action sequences, like the, the that very end. At the very end.
2: And it turns very quickly at the end, like oh mm-hmm. as soon as he meets up with coral and and Voldemort like it turns like serious very quickly, you know. So yeah. it's like it's it's done being fun and games. So it always kind of takes you back. It kind of snaps you back, and it says, "Hey, like remember, there is evil here, <laughs> and it's literally trying to kill this child." It's kind of interesting how they did it because again, they got into a lot of trouble. But this is where you where you kind of sit like, "Oh, dang! Like he could really die, <laughs> and he doesn't, yeah. and he he finds out a little bit more mm-hmm. as to." Or why he lived. Because they kind of don't really tell him, in a way. Yeah,
0: they. I realize that. They don't. They just... It's Harry Potter, the boy who lived. But no one ever really dives in to how that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until they just the know he end.
1: survived with a the scar. Mm-hmm. They don't really explain anything. Well, they explain in the fourth book, right? In The Order of the Phoenix? Or... Do they? Do they explain what well, happens? At the to?
2: end of at the end of this movie, Dumbledore just tell he does tell him oh, like tell the him. reason why you know, Coral wasn't able to touch you was because of a sacrifice that your mom made. And so that kinda gives him a little bit, but again, I mean in a way, how much can you really tell of such a complicated matter to an eleven year old boy?
1: Yeah, I don't think he has a mental like capacity to grasp onto the fact that some dude tried to kill killed his parents and is possibly trying to kill him now. Mhm. Like this, the pineal gland doesn't develop until you're 21, so he doesn't know the difference. Literally, doesn't know the difference between right or wrong.
2: Right, the pineal gland. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. The we, pineal we all gland. know
0: what that is. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> just like real did, like he probably just knows all this stuff and didn't <laughs> research this. And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> correct. <laughs> you know, this is a tale of of two very similar but different people. <clears throat> you know, and um. This is kind of where it starts. This is where Harry is, is kind of thrusted into the world that he always belonged to, and his childhood was taken from him throughout this whole series and all the movies that we've seen. You see him kind of regaining those small bits that he missed growing up, creating friends, creating, um, getting like those uh, role models or like parental figures. Like he's kind of had to substitute the blood family. For like you said before, his chosen family, and in this book, a lot of those in this movie, a lot of those relationships are are founded, like the relationship with uh, with Ron and Hermione, because we remember that Ron was a huge dick to Hermione at the beginning. Oh yeah, they were not friends, and he was picking on her. Yeah, before the troll. Before the troll, (laughs) she on her own took the fall for them, and she didn't have to do that. It meant a lot to her that they went back. They went there to find her. And therefore kind of saved her life. I mean, Hermione is smart and all, but she's in there by herself. I don't even think she had a wand. How is she going to be able to defend herself or her escape from a troll?
1: It was after they escaped the troll that they discovered the door, right?
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And in the... Wait, do they have the secret door in the restroom in the movie, or...?
2: No, they go into the secret door because they're following... Aren't they following somebody? In the... I'm sorry,
0: the which... Ghosts,
1: right? The ghost, right? Oh, you
0: you're talking about the restroom with Moaning Myrtle?
1: Yeah, what was down there was that's the the mirror though, right? Or am I... wait. That's I'm the
2: thing about movie. Chamber of Secrets, yeah, yeah, Chamber of Secrets.
1: That is Chamber of Secrets. Sorry about that. They Wrong end movie.
2: up they end up finding the door cuz they're they're, hide- they're aren't they hiding from somebody? No, they're so going she,
0: with Gilderoy Lockhart cuz remember Hermione actually because of Hermione, they actually know what's happening. Like she got petrified because of the the mirror.
2: No, I'm talking about a Let's talk about fluffy Where they when they when they first find fluffy oh
0: yeah yeah no it's because they're on the staircase and you know the staircase has changed and they made a note to like say that in the movie and they exited at the wrong like level and then that's they were gonna get in trouble with filch and Hermione's like oh a yeah there it is. and then that's when we that's when they go into the door that's what it was. We got there.
2: Yeah. We Team eventually work. got there, yeah. We went through a couple of movies. We really? Did. And then we kinda went back to the movie that we're talking about and then we found it. But we got there. Again, we're professional. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're professional Harry Potter people, I swear.
0: <laughs> All of like the true Harry Potter nerds are like these. And they're like, Wow, oh, we're turning off now. Obviously. Yeah. Unsubscribe, <laughs> no doubt.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. And what else? Anything else y'all find curious about Voldemort or Harry? <coughs>
0: Excuse me.
1: Yeah. I think we
0: dove deep into, into Voldemort. So that's, that was good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a, I mean, I think he's a very interesting character. And I yeah. always think that to have a good story, especially if we have a story of good and bad, you have to have a good villain. And if your villain sucks, then your hero is going to suck. So I think Voldemort is a a really good villain because there's times where you, in a way, sympathize with him. And I think in his backstory, it kind of makes you sympathize. And like when I read it, I was like, damn, like, did he really have a chance to be good? You know, like everybody kind of walked out of his life. I mean, in a way, his mom gave up on him. His dad for sure gave up on him. His dad didn't even want to be his dad to begin with. His his grandfather was terrible. Uh, His uncle was terrible. So it's like, what? good example was he ever gonna have well yeah and you can say the same with harry
0: like how did Mm -hmm. he turn out to be so good like given all the stuff he's gone through like i'm surprised he he's not bad or anything exactly yeah like you can say the exact same thing
2: because again they share a lot of the same qualities but again they end up on completely different sides of the spectrum (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and it's 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 interesting you know how you can be so alike with someone, your mortal enemy, basically, <laughs> or who you see as your mortal enemy. And in this situation, he for sure is because he's trying to kill him. <laughs> and he killed his parents. <laughs> yeah. So I like, for, I sure. Mean, for sure. For sure, for sure there. But you know what I mean? So I mean, it's, it's interesting. And I, I like Tom. I like him as a villain. Does that make sense? Yes. I like his mm-hmm. villainness. Um, I don't agree with it at all whatsoever. I'm just stating that. <laughs> Make that very clear. Mm-hmm. I don't think magic is might. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's
0: there's that. So you're saying we, we would both be followers. No, of I would lore? not be
2: a follower. I, no, I thought I made, I, was, I wasn't direct <laughs> enough. Let me repeat.
0: No, you I are. don't you agree. Are. I'm just busting your job. I no. don't agree
2: with his politics. <laughs> I would not vote for him.
0: <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Bam would not vote for Voldemort.
2: Mm-mm. Hmm. But okay. Jess would. I would. And Juice is undecided. Or are running. you decided? I
1: would run against him.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. I would oh, run down. against him, yeah.
2: But then you would probably
1: die. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably die. So
0: maybe... It's
1: one of those races where you're just like, oh, I'll run for something else. You're, uh, that's the opponent? Nope. But no,
2: I mean I was I was going to run over here in this in the muggle world.
1: <laughs> I was about to run after him after he's done with his terms. <laughs> yeah, but I, I it was it was a really good series overall. Like they changed so so much, you know, like from the beginning like well, I can't say Voldemort changed entirely. He just he was just as hateful as always. If anything, he just got even more hateful. And Harry Potter had very little to no love in the beginning, and then he had very, like, so much love. He had, like, an entire school, you know, rallied behind him. Um, So it's like they both evolved emotionally, and, of course, their powers grew a lot. You know, Harry Potter became a very powerful wizard. And, of course, his, his love and the amount of love he had is what essentially, you know, drove him to defeat or what contributed to his uh eliminate like how he eliminated or how he got rid of Lord Voldemort um so all these people gave their lives um to help Harry while Voldemort killed so many people just to you know kill Harry so their evolution just like they go hand in hand like if one didn't exist I don't think that the other would exist the way that they do I don't think that Harry Potter would be Harry Potter if Voldemort died that night after he killed his parents And I don't think that Harry Potter would be Harry Potter if—or, I mean, Voldemort would be Voldemort if Harry had died that night, you know?
0: So it's almost, would you say, like, one needs the other in a way?
1: Definitely, yes. I think that they had to experience what they experienced in order for there to be, like, the type of wizarding world that there was after Voldemort was defeated. Because ultimately, he was— creating an uprising amongst the wizarding world or in within the wizarding world. And if that uprising spread into the human world, like it, who knows what could have happened? So in a way, like Harry, Harry Potter's suffering pretty much ended that not, yeah, I would say ended that whole uprising that could have happened with or without Voldemort, you know, like even if he exists, whether he existed or not, wizards always believed that they were the superior beings. Like they would call half wizards, mudbloods. They would, consider themselves higher than humans and any other type of magical creature. And um, I think it's really cool that that Harry was able to put a stop to that, whether he knew that that was like something that would happen or not. Um, He really put an end to that divide that you see between the two worlds. And he kind of brought them together um, in a certain way, because if I'm not mistaken, he did, did they work together with the, with the, Like, I think they had some type of magistry,
0: Oh, within like like the mobile world and the wizarding world?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did did that happen? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the details are. I haven't seen. In
0: the books? In in the books, yeah. And they briefly say something about it in the movies, I think.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Like, throughout the entire series, you see that, uh, you know, Voldemort stands for, you know, death and Harry Potter stands for love. You know, how his mom saved him with the power of love um and he was always the boy who lived because of you know love the was it a love spell what was the name of that spell that the mom put on harry
2: it didn't have a name it was just it was just love it was just pure raw
0: love from a mother to her son yeah
1: compared to voldemort who's just lived he just lived in this his entire life in hate and like pain i really like that i really like those two worlds and how they collided i I have wondered like what would have happened if you know, Voldemort succeeded and, like, destroyed Harry Potter? Would they actually become supreme beings? Would they actually, like, do a better job ruling the world than the people have or than the people that are in play now or were in play then or in this fictional world? Uh, These are just random little thoughts that I've had.
2: (laughs) But I did want to go back before we leap off to what you were saying earlier about Voldemort not kind of growing. Harry does, like you said. He kind of, he grows. He goes from kind of being, you know, obviously... Naive and completely oblivious to everything that's happening, but he grows. He grows as a person, and Voldemort doesn't. And this is something that Dumbledore noted from the book. He says, I trust you noticed also that Tom Riddle was already highly self-sufficient, secretive, and apparently friendless. He did not want help or companionship on his trip to Diagon Alley. This is because Dumbledore offered to go to Diagon Alley with Tom Riddle, kind of how Hagrid went with Harry. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, uh, again, they kind of both just found out that they're wizards. He said he preferred to operate alone. The adult Voldemort is the same. You will hear many of his deaf eaters claiming that they are in his confidence, that they alone are close to him, even understand him. They are deluded. Lord Voldemort has never had a friend, nor do I believe that he has ever wanted one. And that's how he was as a kid, and that's how he remains. And that's why, again...
1: He can never beat Harry. He, he can never, never grew, be Harry. And Harry has the potential to grow bigger and, and more mm-hmm. powerful than Voldemort ever could.
0: Yep. And he trusts others. Like, Harry trusts in his friends to, to be there for him. And they the same as him. Like, I don't think Voldemort trusts anybody but himself. Like, he, he's always looking out for number mm-hmm. one. Yeah.
2: We can't do things alone. No matter how much we try and lie to ourselves, um, one way or another, we do get help. And I think Harry, when he, when he accepts help, is when he is really able to succeed and flourish. I think that's where we land. This yes. is the calm before the storm, where we get a little bring, bit of Bring your
0: umbrellas. This bring is not a snub cuts.
2: to the Sorcerer's Stone, in case anyone's <laughs> mad that we didn't talk about a particular scene or whatever, what have you. But um, there's eight of these episodes. There's enough Harry Potter content. <laughs>
0: We all know Sorcerer's Stone is great, Philosopher's Stone is great, but yeah, I liked this deep dive into uh, both Harry and Voldemort. I liked I liked that we were able to do this, because you're right, they really don't go into it uh, with Voldemort at all in the movies, um, mm. like at all. In the books, we do, but in the movies, at all. But thank you so much, uh, Juice, for coming on and Wow, it was really great having you. I'm
1: thank you. super thank you. happy
0: you got to come on. Yeah. Um, Juice yeah. for mayor. Juice for <laughs> mayor 2020.
1: <laughs> Maybe in a small town out in Mexico or something.
0: But thank you again. Uh, and once again, I'm Jess. And I'm Bam.
1: And I'm Juice.
0: <laughs> and we will see you next time where you'll listen to us next time. Bye.
2: Adios.
1: Later, y'all.